Welcome to the Christopher Peter Review. My name is Christopher Peter and it is my pleasure to introduce you to the podcast that will serve as your source for common sense analytical commentary on salient current events impacting our public policy, economic outcomes, and overall society. Our objective is to provide ideas and analysis to help make our society a better place to live, work, and thrive in. The focus of our podcast episode will be looking back at the year 2022, discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly with a focus on the lessons that can make 2023 a more productive and prosperous year for all in America. Happy New Year and let us begin our first podcast episode of the new year. A year is a 365-day journey of good times, bad moments, and insignificant events that we do not remember past that space. What we do remember are the big-ticket events. The events that changed our lives for the better. The marriages. The big-ticket purchases. The graduations. Career success or new entrepreneurial endeavors. The adversity that challenged our sense of security. Loss of loved ones. Divorce. Or adverse career situations. In the past 12 months, there were many defining moments that provide us lessons for the future. The biggest moment of the year was undoubtedly the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The single event that impacted almost every area of the globe and instantaneously altered the world order. After years of reportedly bolstering its military capabilities, nearly a decade after annexing Crimea, Russia amassed hundreds of thousands of soldiers on the Ukrainian border, eventually invading its neighbor, which it views as part of Russia. The unjust invasion has unnecessarily taken the lives of so many and destroyed a nation's infrastructure beyond recognition in many places. Despite this, the world has seen the resilience and strength of the Ukrainian people who largely did not run in fear but ran towards the fight. The modern-day David versus Goliath with Ukraine able to hold the nuclear superpower at bay using older generations of American and European military support. There were so many pundits and media personalities who projected the conflict early on to be a quick Russian victory, comparing the differing size and strength of the opposing forces. But, we see what patriotism and love of country can do to turn back the forces of evil. In America, the past year was defined largely by a single word. That word was inflation. The American economy and our collective economic condition was ravished by inflation. Inflation did not begin in 2022, but grew more profound as global conflicts and supply challenges provided more fuel for the challenge. For those who heard the phrase but did not truly understand the concept. Inflation is when the price of a set basket of goods increases for one period of time in comparison to another. Usually we look at it from year to year, but it also is tracked month to month. Why this common economic measure matters is because it shows policymakers, business leaders, and economic decision makers the ability for consumers to purchase goods and services. As you now know, when inflation goes up, many people will reduce spending. Inflation impacts not only the consumer, but producers as well as inflation will impact input costs and require retailers to use price as a method of stemming demand. The Federal Reserve took decisive actions to attempt to rein in inflation, enacting increases in interest rates, which led to increased costs in big-ticket finance purchases. In any change to our monetary or fiscal policy, there will be consequences and benefits. Some consequences come before the benefit. Unfortunately, it will be hard to fully predict whether inflation will continue to reduce or if it will resurface to some degree. The year-to-year -year has lowered but month-to-month -month data is not great. But, the financial impact to households across America will take some time to rebound after our historic run of inflation. Another problem America experienced this past year was a sustained increase in crime rates in many of our large cities. Another problem that did not start in 2022, but continues to rise with public policies that allowed criminals to remain free and cast a negative cloud on law enforcement, who brings criminals to justice. In cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, and New York, crime of all sorts is growing out of control. 
In cities like Seattle, we have seen crime impact how businesses operate and where they are willing to locate operations. Many people have seen loved ones lost, property taken, and communities losing trust and connectedness because you cannot trust one another. Large population swings have occurred because people feel cities are less safe than before. In the midst of all this strife, American voters chose to have a divided government because neither Republicans nor Democrats fostered trust in their ability to govern. Democrats are largely responsible for the current conditions that are creating real harm. But Republicans ran a slate of candidates with questions of competency and even honesty. Not a good showing in the midterms for either party. Republicans won control of the House of Representatives and Democrats gained full control of the Senate. Now, there will be the need for negotiations and compromise to advance the work of the American people. Not everything that happened this past year was negative. Great feats like Lionel Messi finally capturing the one title that eluded him in thrilling fashion. Argentina won the World Cup in a thrilling final against France that went to penalty kicks, despite a two-goal lead and a whole lot of twists and turns. Made progress in the pro-life movement, reversing a legally incorrect Supreme Court ruling that was a landmark decision, but not drawn from the Constitution as claimed. Learn more by experiencing the Impactful Decisions podcast episode. For the Los Angeles Rams, Golden State Warriors, Colorado Avalanche, and Houston Astros, the year 2022 was a great year. At the end of the day, a year is what you make of it. When everything is falling apart, you can still have the best possible outcome by focusing your energy where it can matter most. So what can we do to make 2023 the best possible year? First, we must choose to be part of the solution, not the problem by accepting the responsibility for our future. Make the most of the opportunities available and avoid making situations worse with bad decisions and behaviors. That is the challenge for all of us. For instance, if you seek to elevate your career, you are best served by looking for a new job rather than simply outright quitting. Given the economic uncertainty, leaving the job market without a replacement is not the best choice of action. Also, we must choose human decency over resentment, anger, and intolerance. The moral fiber of our society continues to deteriorate and at some point we need to make the choice of not contributing to the decline. We can show compassion while still passionately calling for stronger deterrence for crime and other bad behaviors. Also, we must have resolve and resilience. For many of us, we may not have achieved the big goal we had for 2022. And we do not like to hear the same adage that there is always next year. Well we must accept the challenge to make this year the year that we get that promotion, get that raise, or do something that elevates our quality of life. Is this the year you finally quit smoking? The year that you make progress on other health goals? It could be. You have to know what you want, what it will take to get there, and what resources are available to help you. And simply commit to the change needed. Understand that Rome was not built in one day and your change will not happen overnight. You may need to go backwards to go forward. I truly hope that this year is the year you realize your dreams. After our conversation segment, I will discuss some of our organizational resolutions for the upcoming year. Happy New Year everyone. My name is Jennifer and welcome to the CRC Conversation, where we discuss recent current events and news headlines. The first topic is the final report from the Congressional Select Committee tasked with investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. We have stated many times on this podcast that the events that took place on January 6th were wrong and condemnable. It is important to find out whether there was coordination between our politicians or if it was an external event that spiraled out of control. As we have seen with any issue or event that involves former President Donald Trump, there is a mixture of what actually happened, what the anti-Trump claims to have happened, and what Trump sympathizers are willing to acknowledge. In the case of the Congressional Committee's work on January 6th, 
Should we feel like this is actually the pursuit of justice or another politically motivated action with higher objectives? For someone to be responsible for an event, they must be active in the planning, executing, and defense of the said event. I do not believe they have effectively proven that Trump was involved and responsible for the event. I get that they do not like his words, tweets, and inaction. But, there does not appear to be anything that really shows anything criminal. I believe that Trump is driven by his ego more so than any desire to do the will of the American people. He effectively created a cult-like following by some people and there are people who are mindless supporters of their favorite political figures. It happens on both sides. And for congressional Democrats, we cannot completely overlook the standard they set by claiming politicians are not responsible for the political violence that may stem from their words. Based on the precedent they set, we need to hold the evidentiary standard at a higher level because there is a clear political bias when it comes to Democrats and Trump. They needed to show that there was direct coordination to seize the Capitol, which there does not appear to be anything to demonstrate this. The he said she said approach is not enough. There needs to be a solid evidence trail, which is not there. There is a clear and obvious political motive to go after Trump. There is a political incentive to do whatever they can to impede the former president as he tries to return to office. There is a bit of cat and mouse. Trump announces early to try to impact the never-ending investigations into him. The committee wants to use law enforcement to pursue weak accusations. One can argue that elected officials should be wary of using powers for politics. In addition, the Democrats in the House had one more salvo to the former president as they prepared to hand over control of the House of Representatives. House Democrats decided to release former President Donald Trump's tax returns. I am not sure there is any voter who actually reads the tax returns of political candidates. From listening to the incoherent callers on C-SPAN, people tend to simply see the coverage from their preferred news organization and parrot that sentiment. The claim is that tax returns tell if someone is beholden to special interests. But, people could be beholden to special interests without it showing up on their tax filings. Like if a family member is the beneficiary. In reality, is the release a big deal for the former president and for our political environment as a whole? Democrats make a big deal about tax returns, but, as you said, they are not really the big lie detector they want you to believe. Rather, they want to use information to message on the level of wealth one candidate has. In the release, they want to make it appear that Trump is not as wealthy as he claims, which we do not really know if it is really true. We know that many people and organizations do anything they can to lower their tax bill when it comes time to pay it. There are many legal ways afforded to people with abundant wealth that can help them shield income from tax collectors. In reality, it is legal for anyone to use tax-saving strategies if it makes sense for them financially. There is nothing wrong with using the rules in place in your favor to reduce your tax burden. As long as the data provided is valid. How many people have foundations that essentially serve as a tax asset and really do little to make any real impact on the area they claim to support? If there was some actual tax law violation, then there would be some legitimacy to this act of desperation. And why I say it like that is because I am not sure launching this kind of attack against Trump and setting this kind of precedent was a good idea in the long run. Especially when House Democrats become the minority party and Biden and his family have some questionable baggage. When driven by hysteria, you rarely take the time to think beyond the moment. The general public did not seem to care much about the ongoings of the January 6th committee. The televised hearings did not change poll numbers. As some Democrats even stated, the public just did not care. The release of tax returns are probably not going to change much either. Many people are not aware of tax planning strategies the wealthy or financially astute use to reduce their bill. Potentially to less than what their secretaries pay. All this has not yielded much or moved the needle. What has moved the needle was Trump himself.
Really, the biggest enemy of Donald Trump is Donald Trump. His attacks on fellow Republicans has seemed to change how people view him. And seems it may potentially impact his 2024 prospects. Was all the cost to the general public worth it when the person did more to harm his own 2024 chances? Trump always brags that he can do things more efficiently than the government. I think when the general public knows there is a clear bias they are more cynical in response. In the case with Trump, the general public understands there is political bias surrounding the investigations. Because many prominent Democrats did little to hide their bias. Therefore, the standard of believability is much different in the minds of many people. Anti-Trump Democrats had a lower bar and Trump supporters had a much higher threshold for evidence. That said, I do not think the investigations ever yielded anything that was concrete enough to justify the effort. While you might not like one's actions or views, the effort to criminalize it unjustifiably is where many people drew the line. Trump is his own worst enemy. His off-the-cuff style is useful in politics but his lack of message control and situational awareness is where he struggles. Not sure why he would think his attacks on DeSantis would help his appeal. Even Trump people seem to be growing tired of all the complaining about the past cycle. They want to focus on what the 2024 contest can be, not litigating the past. While the chances of a rematch is less likely as Trump seems to be losing his footing a bit and Democrats do not want Biden to run again. The federal government was completely controlled by Biden and his Democrat party for the past two years. Even now, Biden will control what gets signed into law. I assume there will not be much of an appetite in the White House for the Republican agenda. So they should bear responsibility for what has happened and what is appearing to be a further decline. Unless Republicans continue snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. The Republican Party completely let a major political advantage go by the wayside because of poor candidate quality and simply not having a cohesive message. Candidates did not seem to receive the support necessary and some of the fear-mongering Democrats did in some areas was effective because Republicans did not counter abortion narratives. Biden seems to feel more confident than he should and he might overplay the hand he does not have. But, Republicans need to do more to earn the votes needed to build on their House majority, retake the Senate, and win the White House if they want to make 2024 the success that 2022 was supposed to be. Even the Speaker vote is closer than necessary. One would think conservatives would be wise enough to set aside minor differences to ensure what is good for their party occurs. Democrats are much better at team politics than Republicans. In the upcoming year, we are going to focus on improving the content offering across our content channels. We feel that it is important for people to supplement their incomes and financial health with investing. So, we are going to launch a podcast series to help advocate for this by showing how we will help supplement our podcast funding through an investment fund. Also, we will once again release more content than ever before. Each of the past years, we have released more podcast episodes than the year before and this year it will be greater than in 2022. More episodes. More subjects. In closing, I thank Jennifer for her continued contributions to this podcast. Also, I thank the audience for taking the time to experience this episode of the Christopher Peter Review Podcast. We truly appreciate your viewership and continue to collaborate to ensure we offer common sense and informative content. The Christopher Peter Review features not only this podcast, but feature commentary from Christopher Peter and news coverage via yours truly. Please continue to visit the Christopher Peter Review channel at www.crcrvw.com daily for new podcast episodes, commentary, news coverage, and curated news content as well. Our focus is always providing objective common sense analytical content centered on facts, evidence, and data. We leave the partisanship and political hysteria to other sources. Thank you once again for experiencing this podcast episode and we will see you next time.